0: Join us today for an action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, where we talk about the third base position heading into 2024.
1: You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at FB. Here, as always, with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Onay, and you can find him on Twitter at Matthew underscore Onay. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify, that allows 5 our ratings and reviews. We would truly, truly appreciate it. And if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that little bell below. It subscribes to the channel and also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And guys, real quick, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. And all right, guys. Guys, let's get right into this while we're talking about, um, you know, we're doing a little bit of a review slash um, preview for each position. And we're talking third base today Uh, real quick before I pass it off to my brother, Matt, to talk about somebody that he loves. Third base finished like this last year in your categories leagues, five by five, Bobby Witt. Uh, number one, Austin Riley, number two, Yandy Diaz, number three, Rafael Devers, number four, Jose Ramirez, number five, Alex Bregman, number six, Gunnar Henderson, number seven, Justin Turner, number eight, Max Muncy, nine, Spencer Steer, number ten. Uh, A lot of guys missing, a lot of interesting names there. Matt, uh, thoughts on the position as a whole, you know, um, coming off of last year, heading into next year, and then who do we want to pinpoint first?
1: Well, for starters, it's nice to see that the third base isn't as atrocious as we were thinking going into the year as to how it finished, meaning there was a lot more options that actually, you know, came up, stepped up to the plate. They were able to, you know, pick up off the waiver wire and really make an impact on your team to help you push you over the, the goal line of getting the championship because coming in, it didn't look great. And, you know, if you didn't get a top guy you felt at least that they were good and then a couple guys flopped and then it was just hey look at these new guys here specifically steer and the first guy i'm going to talk about as well where you know they were real true bright spots that i think their next next year is going to be you know really nice and third base as a whole is the first time i'm not vomiting every time i look at everybody past you know the fifth third baseman so you know i i like the position this year um and now i just have to poo poo all over second base at some point but you know, it is what it is. But let's talk about it. Let's talk about our first guy here, and let's talk about my favorite uh, third baseman. That's Royce Lewis. Lost a shortstop eligibility, unfortunately, but it is what it is. But Royce Lewis, my number four overall third baseman. Um, Dom says I'm crazy because I have it's him over It's big talk. It, it, it is big talk, but uh, you know what? Honestly, like we look at Royce Lewis as a whole, and, you know, you start looking at, you know, his injuries that he's had that has kept him off the field Uh to Tore his ACL twice, Uh, you know, even part of last year during a great season. Had the hamstring issue, which kept him out for about a month. It was – it's really rough. It's been tough sledding, but Roy, Royce Lewis, especially with everybody just being super impatient to get this kid going, but the funniest part is he's only 24. So, like, we're all trying to rush this kid out the door and be like, hey, come up here, you know, like every, you know, you know, guy, like he's going to be like a Cungu where they just come up and mash at 20 years old and just keep rolling. But – you know, some guys either have to deal with this kind of, you know, malarkey or, you know, don't come up until they're about twenty-five. So Royce Lewis, I feel is going to finally put together a full season next year. And I feel his his the sky is the limit. You know, I look at what he did in his short, short stint this year, 217 at bats, 36 runs, seven doubles, 15 bombs, 52 ribs, six stolen bases. And, you know, walk 20 times to 55 strikeouts with a 309 batting average. You know, you look at those numbers in that short, you know, stint, and you're like, well, 15 home runs in a quarter of a season. Well, that's fun. You talk about, you know, what he's done in the minors where he's had 22 stolen bases. He's had a 28 stolen base season, even an 18. He didn't even start running last year. If that starts coming into fruition next year, And you add in this power numbers, which I don't think this pace is realistic. I think it's more of like, we're going to see 30 to 32 home runs from Royce Lewis and, you know, a full 550, 600 at bat season from him, you know, along with the 20 to 25 upside and stolen bases with the batting average that is, you know, been abundantly clear throughout his whole career. We only had one season where he batted under 280, Uh, you know. Royce Lewis is just a serious force to be reckoned with on that team. And, you know, they kind of proved they're taking a step forward as a team. So Royce Lewis should benefit from that, not only from his personal experience, from the players that are being added to that team and getting the call. Royce Lewis should be a fantastic pick next
0: year. Yeah, Matt, um, I'm not mad at the take at all, to be honest with you. I'm really not mad. Um, I think you have him ranked at at what his potential ceiling is, as the number four third baseman um uh ADP or way too early ADP has him at um pick 42 sixth third baseman off the board. Once again, we've been using NFBC ADP which has 42 drafts, you know, as of uh this recording. Um sixth third baseman, I have Royce Lewis as my ninth third baseman. I think as you said, third base is getting a little bit deeper at the top. Um uh, we have a lot of new young names. I mean, Royce Lewis upside I guess is really what a uh, potential first, second round pick if he goes, you know, you know, 90 plus runs with, you know, 30 homers, uh, 90 plus RBIs, you know, could steal close to 30 bags. The batting average is legit. He's got a good hit tool, uh, you know, could hit in that, you know, 280 to, you know, 290 range. But the guy's got to stay healthy. As Matt mentioned, you know, guy Royce Lewis has been injury prone through his whole career so far. So we'll see what the thing goes with Royce Lewis. I mean, if you're picking him as, you know, pick 42, you're talking about a third, fourth round pick at that point in in some leagues. It's going to be tough doing that and, and, you know, holding him all season if he gets hurt. But, you know, hey, if everything looks right, if you get the 90th percentile outcome, you got yourself a guy that's going to be a potential, you know, first rounder. It's just weird seeing Royce Lewis go this early in drafts after, you know, all of these years of hype, hype, hype. Uh, he's finally starting to, you know, live up to the hype. So I'm not mad at you guys if you want to go out there and get Royce Lewis on your fantasy teams uh, this upcoming season. Let's talk about another guy. You want to talk about hype, hype, hype? Uh, Gunner Henderson. Gunner Henderson, you know, started off last year a little bit rough. You know, uh, had a pretty strong second half. Uh, young Gunner is um, coming off the board very early as well. Fifth third baseman off the board, pick 29. I have Gunner as my number six third baseman. Uh, now you want to talk about a guy that's in a great lineup, which hope we went from Morris Lewis where that twins lineup is a little bit mediocre. Uh, this, this Orioles lineup is going to be dominant, especially if they go out there and add another veteran bat to that lineup. Uh, Gunnar Henderson's upside. You want to talk about a guy that's got, you know, 35 home run potential. He had a hundred runs last season, 82 RBIs, talking about a hundred and hundred in the counting stats, the steals, The kid's got good speed on him, too. You're talking about, you know, 20-plus deals. Batting average, that's where I want to see. I want to see where Gunnar Henderson's going to live in the big leagues Is he, you know, um, a plus hit tool guy like we expect him to be where he could hit uh, 280? Or is the, you know, 259, 255 batting average over his first, you know, two seasons in the pros um, a little bit more legit? I seem to lean towards the latter. I mean, the former of the two where I think the batting average has more upside for Gunner. So you're talking about a guy that could be 35 home runs. You know, he could be very uh, Juan Soto light type of player. Um, So, you know, Gunner Henderson just another great young bat. And I I really think he's somebody that's going to be a staple uh, at the top of fantasy baseball dress for years to come. Once again, Gunner's going to only be 23 years old.
1: I I, I agree with everything you're saying. I mean, Gunner's going to be phenomenal next year. Um, You know, year two can kind of pretty much take a lift off and he's going to seriously benefit from that team as a whole growing and, you know, probably, you know, getting out of diapers and finally, you know, putting on, you know, pull-ups since they're so young as a team uh you know it's kind of crazy but them all taking a second year with also the, the possibility of adding holiday to that lineup gunner henderson is going to benefit from that awesome lineup around him and you know could seriously go to a whole nother level for third base and possibly finish as the number one third baseman so i like gunner henderson's upside but before we move on and we talk about names like ellie de la cruz austin riley alex bregman is so much more you know, Dom has a sponsor we need to talk about.
0: And guys, we are talking about FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, which include spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com and kick off the NFL season right. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL.
1: Right, so before we move on, um, and we start talking about these names, we also want to let you know about, uh, you know what Locked On's doing as a company, and they have gotten a twenty four seven streaming sports channel, first ever to do it of Locked On with all your local and daily, uh, lo- local po- uh podcast, and also your major networks such as MLB, NFL, US Fantasy Football. Uh, basketball and so on and so forth so you can catch us all on there and all your favorite podcasts your team every day but everything after that um let's talk about another name that uh you guys probably all thought i was crazy and probably should have ranked over royce lewis and that's ellie de la cruz ellie is fun he's probably probably the sexiest name in terms of this position and probably everybody chopping at the bits to draft him next year but based on the last time I checked ADP, he was going in the second round and you know, I feel he still is. And you know what? I don't blame you. If you do the upside is there. I mean, the kid had a nice little, you know, rumble and caused absolute havoc in his first like month in the bigs. Like, and plus he has probably one of the highest exit velocities in all of baseball last year. Like Ellie De La Cruz is a freaking unit at six, six, five, 200 pounds. Like, I, I would not want to be caught in an alleyway next to this dude. I'm going to lose. Like, Eli De La Cruz just had a monster, monster little showing. But the problem is, is he did start, you know, declining and not performing up to it. And I feel like he didn't figure out, you know, and adjust the league adjusting to him yet. So for me to take him in the second round is just feeling like a little bit too high for me right now. And also, too, I want to see him do it further past it, whereas, like, I wish he was going much lower and as a whole, just based off of that, and where I feel like at pick forty uh, for Royce Lewis, it's better. Like just because I have a guy ranked at number four, for instance, uh, in my rankings, doesn't mean I'm drafting him as the fourth third baseman off. I'm going to wait and kind of play the ADP game. Whereas, like, I mean, I have Ellie De La Cruz right behind him, but I just I don't think I'm going to walk away with him in a single draft just based off of that second round draft draft price for that reason. But you know, Ellie De La Cruz ceiling is obviously a second, possibly first round pick. But the floor is honestly what he did once the league figured him out. And, you know, that could be your whole first half. And then he maybe figures it out in the second half, which obviously counts more, but you don't want that from a dude that you picked in the second round. You know what I'm saying? So I hope that the ADP kind of like, you know, stops going superhuman and pretty much my favorite way is pretty much took him off Super Saiyan and, you know, went full Goku on it and let's just calm down um you know just bring it down and you know bring it down to about like a krillin level and kind of just chill out yeah i totally nerded out on my my metaphors but it's fine but anyway uh ellie de la cruz gonna be great next year it's just a matter of is he gonna put it together for a full season or will it take time
0: yeah we're we're pretty much in agreement on everything on with with ellie here Uh, i think we were we're talking about the main concern it's really just batting average the guy is superhuman fast and superhuman strong yeah. so i mean it's just can can he put together a season with a plus batting average i don't know if this is going to be that year Um, The big thing is, you know, through Ellie's, you know, his June was monstrous when he first came up. 21 games in June, he had 88 at-bats, 21 runs, 6 doubles, 2 triples, 3 homers, 12 RBIs, 9 steals, and a three-zero-seven batting average. And after that, Ellie did absolutely nothing. Um, His last 68 games, it was 262 at-bats. 39 runs, six doubles, five triples, nine homers, 28 RBIs, 19 steals, a 191 batting average, and 27 walks to 105 strikeouts. Now, Ellie, in my opinion, I think we see a season like this from Ellie next season. I think it's if if we give him, let's say, 500 at-bats, I honestly think it's, you know, um, depending, hopefully I think he's going to be hitting, you know, in that lineup, like second or third, uh, a big run. Totally talking about like a hundred plus runs. You're talking about a guy who I think honestly hits 35 home runs next year. The RBI should be solid too. I think I would say 90 RBIs, the steals, honestly, this is going to be a crazy number. I think Ellie steals. 70 bases next season is that crazy to say i don't yes. think so yes that's crazy I mean, that's crazy still, still 35 in 98 games he's right on that pace i honestly yeah, think it's 60 70 steals for ellie as long as he's healthy next season um and then the batting average is suspect i honestly think i think it's a 245 batting average two 250 batting average from ellie i think he's gonna have a lot of ebbs and flows i think he's gonna come out of the gate um I, I don't even know. I I don't even want to go out there and say how he's going to come out of the gate because he struggled to the finish line. I hope he's watching film. I hope he's figuring things out. I I, I hope he's a student of the game. I don't know too much about the young Ellie La Cruz. Just know he's going to be 22 next year, and I'm not biting the bullet at pick 21, second, third baseman, off the board for Ellie. I think there's value later in drafts. Here's the
1: thing. I, I don't mean to hop back in, and then I want no, to you're end, fine. On, go ahead, brother. end on Ellie. Um, I think if anything, we're going to see a season closer to what Bobby Witt did in his first full season, where like he had the 250 batting average. He had like the 20 home runs and he had 30 stolen bases. I think obviously the stolen base will probably north, probably more of like 440. But I think the, the, whole, the power number could be anywhere from 20 to 25 just because he looked like he slumped pretty heavy at certain points. And I think that's going to be the whole first half of the season in all honesty, it's going to take him a little bit of time to adjust. And I could be putting my foot in my mouth or eating my words, you know, first month of spring training and just like, okay, this kid's like the number one third baseman. But, you know, if I'm looking at everything that I'm rea- I'm reacting to the end of the season and how Ellie finished, I feel like, okay, seriously, like, what what is a serious, a serious uh, stat line? I think the home runs could be down because he could be slumping so hard. And I think at some point he does put it together and he puts that monster stuff. And he gets his batting average up at like exponentially, where we start seeing the tick, but he only is able to cross that 25 home run threshold and get to a 250 batting average.
0: I just think the man hits the ball so hard. And you know, in um, you know, Great American uh hitters park, as you like to call it, or great American small park. Um, I, I think the home runs are gonna ride there. I, I think I think we honestly see a 30 50 season easily when you're talking about home runs and steals for Ellie De La Cruz. It's just the batting average that scares me, man. I don't know if he's gonna be able to adjust at twenty-two years old and you know get that play discipline where it needs to be. I, I just I don't foresee it. He's shown batting average in the minors, so we know it's there, we know he's capable of it. But big league pitching is just something that's absolutely a different monster. And before we move on and we talk about the rest of these great third basemen, a couple of ones you may have heard of some of them you might not remember so much. We do have one more quick ad for you guys. All right, folks, and we're back. And I think we're going to move around, you know, um, maybe cut a couple of guys that we originally planned. Uh, there's one guy I do want to talk about because I know Matt and I are going to disagree on this one. I know you guys love it when Matt and I disagree. Uh, let's talk about Alex Bregman. Uh, I hate I hate this guy. I hate this guy. I feel like every time I've seen the Yankees play the Astros in uh, Yankee Stadium, this guy hits a home run. Just love to boo him. Love to boo him. But when it comes to fantasy, I have to be realistic. Alex Bregman's just just good. He's just good. He's a solid third baseman. Uh, I feel like at this point in his career, we kind of know the baseline. We've kind of really seen it these past, you know, two, three years with Alex Bregman. He's not the, you know, 40 home run guy we saw in 2019. But I think Alex Bregman, um, if he plays a full season, we, we, we've we seen it over the past two years. You know, we're talking about 95, 100 runs, uh, a bunch of doubles for your points leagues. Uh, Actually had four triples this past season. He's going to hit around 25 homers. The RBIs are going to be great on that Astros team. He doesn't steal bases. And I think you see anywhere from a, a 260 to 270 batting average. Right now, Bregman is coming off the board as the 11th third baseman. I believe I have him ranked very similarly. I have as number 10 third baseman. I could see him moving down a spot or two, or up not really up a spot or two, but down a spot or two. Uh, I just I just think Alex Bregman is just a nice guy. If you if you went super risky with your first few picks, you take Alex Bregman and you're like, okay, here's some stability uh in my baseball team. But that's my thoughts on Bregman. I just I just think regular guy gonna contribute to you. You don't really set it and forget it, type of guy with Alex Bregman.
1: Yeah, i'm not mad at it. i actually agree i have him at 10 uh, oh, okay, as well. look,
0: we're right on board
1: yeah so like
0: that, that's not what i expected
1: <laughs> nah like i mean here's the thing like at some point like you just you he's all reliable and you kind of like as much as i hate the person i can't sit there and draft with my heart i have to draft to win so alex bregman can you know bring the consistency out of the third base position for me and be really nice nice for your fantasy team because after 10 like you know, it starts getting a little muddy. It's not ugly. Like there's names I'm willing to walk away with and feel comfortable about, especially since I'll be able to fill my lineup with other players. But if I could walk away with Alex Bregman at, at the, like the 10th, third baseman, like that's where I'm just like, okay, I, I walked away really happy and I got a really nice pick out of that. So like Alex Bregman's a solid pick. So overall, it is what it is. I, I could like the the stats and not like the player. But let's move on. Let's talk about a really high upside guy. And um,
0: Matt, real quick, you know, can, I, can I throw one last thing out there about mm-hmm. Bregman? Just real quick, yeah. guys. I, I know we don't always talk about points leagues, but he helps a lot in points leagues because he walks more than he strikes out. He's done in his whole career. Big, uh, ninety-two walks, eighty-seven strikeouts last year. And he's always done that. But Matt, I'm
1: sorry, move on. But Let, let's keep pushing. You're fine. You're fine. All right, let's talk about uh, Junior common arrow. Um, You know, I had to snake him out because I know if you did. <laughs> If I didn't beat you to the punch, you would. Um, This kid, Tampa Bay Rays, uh, got a really, 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 really small cup of coffee. Like, you know, like espresso shot from Starbucks, cup of coffee, small. But in that time, he showed me a couple things, passed the eye test for me, essentially, where I watched a couple of his games where, he, okay, the kid just looks good. He just wasn't able to put it together, but seven games and 34 at-bats. Like, you can't really get mad at the kid with four runs, eight hits out of the 30, 34 at-bats. A uh, double, a bomb, seven ribs, you know, two walks to eight strikeouts, and batted 235. Like, he was making contact. He just was getting a little unlucky and things like that. So, like, come and arrow if you don't know who he is. Let me, let me tell you about him real quick. In 2023, in the minors, he had 460 at-bats, 85 runs, 18 doubles, six triples, repeat six triples, 31 bombs, 94 ribs, five stolen bases, 42 walks to 100 strikeouts, so not terrible, not killing you, and actually probably will if, if the plate dif, uh, discipline kind of translates. Not going to destroy you in points leagues, and the the doubles and triples are probably going to be very rich for you in the points leagues. And batter at a 324. Now, I don't think he's going to hit 324 in the bigs. Like, there's no way, but I think 385 is a realm of possibilities for a guy that, if he does put this together, and probably not this season, but next, more of like a 2025 play he could be really rocking and rolling and be, you know, a solid four category contributor where there's a lot of upside. And even this year, I don't know his ADP off the top, but if Dom can find out for me, you know, I'm sure that he's going to be, if if he's got a roster spot next year, which that's the other question mark, you know, he could be somebody that is a serious steal unless he really is a bright spot of spring training. And what is it? The Uh, ADP.
0: 19th third baseman pick 205
1: yeah so that's like 399 um like you're walking away with him in a 12 man 14 man league and this kid may be your starter after a month if he really just hits the ground running now there's obviously an opportunity for him to show out in spring training like i said and be the difference maker and you know fly up draft boards but you know we'll see you know people we're low-key on a lot of guys and a lot of people just zip past the radar and then you end up getting a sneak. Camaro coming Camonero could be somebody that you're you're thinking of coming, come May.
0: Yeah, uh Madge, you were right. If if you didn't talk about Camaro, I was gonna talk about him. Uh the thing with Camonaro, the best stat that you know I could give you for him this past season is that He was the youngest – well, not youngest player. I think he was one of the only, if not the only ever, to hit um, 30-plus home runs in the minors as uh, a teenager. He hit 31 home runs in 117 games, 160 Uh, at-bats. Monstrous season for Camonaro in the minors. And the crazy thing is you think, oh, you know, this guy's probably gigantic. Yeah, he's 6'1", but he's 157. Uh, God forbid this kid, you know, puts some muscle on – Talking about a guy could hit 40 plus home runs and, um, you know, uh, contribute a little bit in the steals department. He's not slow by any means. Uh, The batting average has always been great in the minors. He has a good hit tool, you know, uh, plus hit, plus power, uh, you know, not really known for his speed. I don't think he's going to steal a crazy amount of bases, but honestly, Kaminaro. For next season, it's going to be interesting if Tampa says, you know, comes out and says he's making the opening day roster and he's going to be, you know, a part of that lineup every day. He's going to move from the 19th third baseman, I would assume, closer to the top 10 third baseman for Caminero, especially if he's going off in spring training. Right now, I have Caminero ranked as if he was getting the job in my rankings. I have him 13 at third base. I just love the upside. He's going to really do, like I said, everything except for steel bases. You know, that good Tampa lineup, the runs and RBI should be great. Power is going to be very, very good. That's what he's really known for. And I think the batting average is legit. Uh, I can't give you an exact mark, but I wouldn't be shocked if the kid hit anywhere from like 280 to, you know, even 300. I don't think it's out of the question for Camonaro. But you know, remember the name come draft time because you know this is definitely not the last uh, time you're going to hear of it. So familiarize yourself with Junior Cameron or third baseman for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, let's sneak one last guy in here. Um, I'm not sure which way I want to go. Let's let's go with another young blood who got um, a little cup of coffee. Let's talk about Noel V. Marte. Uh, Noel V. Marte came over to the Cincinnati Reds. Um, from the the, uh, the Seattle Mariners. Geez, why was I, I was losing my thought there? I believe it was in the, Louis, the Luis Castillo trade, right? Um, Noelvi Marte, another very very good young player, right? Uh, Twenty one years old, had thirty five games in the bigs. Actually showed out, had fifteen runs, uh, seven doubles, three homers, fifteen RBI, six steals, and a three sixteen batting average. Another young guy that's fast and has speed. Um, if he's going to be in that lineup every day for that young Cincinnati Reds team, another guy, sky is kind of the limit for Noel V. Marte. Honestly, wouldn't be surprised. Another guy that could go 2020 potentially. Uh, I see it, you know, very, um, very quick, very powerful. I have him ranked at. 14 actually right behind Caminero at my third baseman rankings for next season. Once again, Matt and I I's, you know, if, if you're listening at this point, you're probably fan, you probably already know Matt and I's rankings are based off head-to-head categories, leagues five by five. I like Noel V. I'll be targeting him in um, you know, a lot of drafts that I do. Let's see what that early ADP is on Noel V. Actually, pretty high. 13 third baseman pick 160. I think that's a decent spot to get him. Still le- leaves you a little bit of meat left on the bone with that ADP. Um, shows your third base kind of falls off at a certain point there as far as AVP goes. Um, Matt, before we head out, any thoughts on noelvi Marte?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, for starters, I feel like I need to move him up at that point. Sheesh. Um, <laughs> you had him yeah, buried.
0: it's all right. That's why we do this stuff. Uh, no, I thought they
1: had him buried at him at like 16, but like, yo, know not bad. on the AVP, like, sheesh. But you know, you, I, I like him a lot for next year. You know, and he has the upside of really showing out and putting on putting the power together. I think at some point in his career he might have a 30-30 season in him. Yeah, he might. Um, I like him a lot. It's definitely not this year, but damn, for people to walk away with him as the 13th, you know, third baseman, that's really making a statement. I, I feel like that's more of a ceiling play. If he's going around there and probably not gonna have a lot of him just based off of the fact that, you know, around yeah, the that-
0: pick 160 though, I think that's I think that's that's not that's not bad. I know 13 but, you hear 13 third baseman definitely sounds high one, but at pick 160
1: 160 though bro like you know the pitchers that I can get around that time man like yeah. you know you know you know me in the late rounds like I'm 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 literally just scooping out awesome scratch offs that I'm just always hitting on and that's kind of like my favorite round of, to round out my my rotation and then take the later guys that I I kind of you know on the bat side of take a better you know higher upside take on him whereas Marte obviously is going to be good but i don't know man i feel like also too he's not going to be at 160 come draft time he's probably gonna be more like 120 and it's yeah, just gonna... i think
0: he'll move up i think as yeah. as you know everyone starts to deep dive and look and see honestly even with noelvi Marte, his sprint speed is in the 91st uh, percentile so that, that that's amazing hits the ball very hard too uh i i wouldn't even for this year wouldn't it be shocked to see Noel Marte with the close to 2020 season. Uh the batting average upside is there. He did hit 316 and 35 games in the bigs last season. So it, it's it's possible. I don't think he lives there, but 202275 275 with decent counting stats at pick 160.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm i definitely not mad at that, but again, you know, if we were if we had more time, I'd say rattle off a couple of arms that are going around in that rotate ro- that area. And I'd say, I guarantee there's probably about five names we'd probably pick over Marte. But, you know, with that being said, man, let's let's get out of here.
0: Yeah, guys, that is all for today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Shout out to our everydayers and new listeners making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. And uh, as we're getting to the end of these positional ranks, guys, we got a lot more fun stuff uh, this offseason. Believe it or not, we're only a couple months away from draft season, so make sure you stay locked in with us. But, guys, until next time, Субтитры